coming up in today's episode. Being through it twice and having friends go through it and kind of, I give my friends this advice all the time and like just based on our own experience and everyone's gonna have a different experience, but I'm like, I want to sit down and just give like my best advice to first time home buyers. It wasn't when they bought it and even after they closed, it wasn't there, but then now all of a sudden there was a water mark and a, like a leak uh, on, in one of the ceilings. I have met tons of realtors that felt sleazy, felt salesy, felt just, not, you know, because I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I didn't, I didn't vibe with them. What we did right. And what I would highly recommend is finding a realtor you like that gets you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hello, guys, and welcome back. I just took what I didn't realize was a much-needed little mini vacay. And I actually went on a girl's trip, which never really happens in my life. Um, I normally, you know, Romeo and I have been together for so long that I don't think it was until my friends started to get married and they started having bachelorette parties that I took actual only girl trips. Uh, so it was usually just Romeo and I taking trips. And we just took a girl's trip to San Diego and we just drove down because it's a short drive. I mean, it's about, for me, it's about a three hour drive. Um, and my friends kind of live halfway. All of my friends really live in Orange County. So they live about halfway there already. So it was like a really easy, easy trip. But a couple of things happened on this trip that made me realize how much I've learned about homes, how they work, how they're made, what to do when something happens, uh, and things. So <laughs> one instance, you put five girls in a small house that is older with older wiring, and you plug in a whole bunch of things uh, like curling irons, uh, irons in general, and you've got like a stand, one of those stand up AC things going that sucks a lot of energy. We must have blown the power out three times. I think it was three times. Um, as soon as it happened at first, like the first time it happened, I kind of looked and I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something in the kitchen and I looked and I could hear and feel the panic 
from my friends. You know what I mean? They're like, what just happened? Like, what what do we do? Like, did all the power go out? Like, what is happening? And I looked around and I saw like that one light was on in one side of the house and the other one wasn't. Obviously it was just like, we we blew a breaker, a very simple fix. But in the moment, my friends were panicked and I looked up and I, I noticed that really quickly and they were starting to panic. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. And then I immediately go into just like, innately in me, I just know what to do in those situations. I'm like, well, and and for some of you guys, like this is going to be like an, an obvious too, but I don't think it's an obvious for everyone. Um, and it definitely wasn't, you know, it, it definitely isn't an obvious for everyone. So for me, I'm like, oh, I got to find the breaker box. And the second thought was, oh, they normally put the breaker box in a closet. Usually that's where they are in a closet behind a door, you know, is usually where they go. So I immediately walk through, walk to one of the rooms, open the closet door. There was the breaker box. Now this breaker box was a little different than anything I've ever seen before though. It was like a normal breakers switch from, you know, kind of like right to left and turn on or vice versa. However, they're like positioned. This one was a push a, like a button, like a push in. So it was a little bit, I, I second guess, I was like, oh, I do not want to push that in. What if I electrocute myself? You know, it was kind of like that thought. I did it anyways, because I'm a little bit, I don't really care. I'm a little shock here and there. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I've done that a bunch of times. So I was like, I pushed it in and turned it on. And of course I was praised for my abilities to uh, save the day and save our hair you know, for the curling irons. It was, it was great. I was the winner. I felt like I was just like, I felt needed. It was great. I, I was thoroughly enjoying it. Nothing else major like that, <laughs> that happened. But although I feel like every time we've gone places, I have surprised people with like my little tricks that are, are, are fairly easy. If you know how things work, you just, you know, it just, it just happens. Uh, you just pick up some things along the way. I, when we're, it, back in January, we actually went to the mountains and we were in there and we always really cook a lot when we go up there because it's always a really big like group of us. Um, well, I guess something had gotten stuck in the garbage disposal and it had uh, garbage disposal has like a, a fail safe. Like it's, it's going to stop and like kind of like stall out uh, so that it doesn't stop working. Like it, it kind of saves itself. You know what I mean? Um, but it stopped working and everyone was like, Oh no, we broke it. Like we were going to have this big issue. And I was like, and I opened the cat bottom cabinet door and I reached under the garbage disposal and I hit the button and they restarted. And it's, it's just a reset button. But in those moments, I feel so empowered. I'm like, oh, I know so much, you know, these are, these are very small things, but it makes me feel important. Then on same girl's trip, this, this past one that I went on, uh, we actually, I actually got to see my best friend's new house. So they were in escrow for about a month, obviously about, I think they were in escrow for 30 days or 28 or 30 days. And they closed on their very first home. And it's like, it's just that feeling. If you guys have ever, like, that's just a great feeling. Now, you do go through a little bit of a stages of like, it doesn't feel real kind of stage. Like it doesn't fully, fully feel because they haven't actually moved in yet and they're going to be doing some renovations before they do. So it, you kind of go through all of these emotions and everyone can experience it differently. I felt like for me, the cottage felt like that. Like buying the cottage didn't really feel real because it was like an entire year and a half before I actually moved in. 
because we were, it was just kind of like a work project. Like it was like, I was working on it. So it was just this thing that I had. It wasn't a home, you know? So it was like, yes, it was a big deal, but it was like not the same feeling. Finding this house and finding this home was very different for me. I was very emotional. I was very overwhelmed with my feelings of happiness. I was, this, this house was like a dream come true. It was like major for me and my life and where I'm at, where Romeo and I are and everything. I had been dreaming about this since I was a little girl. So all of those emotions rolled into the one, the one when my mom came and saw it, I just like broke down and I was like so excited because it also had been a pretty kind of rough, not, not rough. It was very different than buying the cottage. And I have a whole episode on the difference between buying a, a, a home cash versus getting a loan for one because we did both. Um, and it was very different, obviously very different experiences. One, you have like very, nobody's there bugging you or anything about anything. No one's digging in your financials when you're paying cash and the vice versa. Everyone is digging in your financials. <laughs> like just, it's just a lot, not everyone, but like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of conversations. It's fast paced because you're trying to close in a certain amount of time. I was constantly on call. It felt like I, I only did the house for 21 days. That was all I thought about, you know? So I have a whole episode on that if you want to take a look at it because uh, this was this was pretty major um, for us and, and our family and just our future in general. I feel like that was all wrapped up emotions. So I know like my for my friends, it's like they're, they're excited, but they're also like it doesn't feel real and all of that, but they closed. They've owned it for right now about a week and a half, maybe a week and a half. So very, very new. They are going to be doing some renovations before they move in. Um, and when they were looking and stuff, they had a lot of great people around them, like in terms of their realtor and their lender and stuff. So they had a lot of like great support on that side. Um, and you know, me and my best friend would talk about, you know, like just the process and things, uh, throughout. So they had an overall really like great experience, although it did take them a long time to find a house, uh, that they wanted. So I got to see it. I got to tour it. It's so cute. We're actually house twins in a sense, because we have the same flowers. <laughs> we have the same roses. We have the same agapanthus. I think it's maybe it's just California, like those thrive here. So in her front yard, she has them. And it was like, it was just meant to be out of all of the things that she could have had. She had had cactus. She could have had, you know, a different flower, but no, the same roses, the exact same roses and the exact same color agapanthus. So all around, Warehouse twins. I told her it was it was totally meant to be. You're supposed to have this house. We're supposed to be twins, you know. So I got to tour it. I got to see kind of her initial ideas. Like she had had obviously has been looking at this house for a couple of weeks now. So she was able to kind of like digest and think through like what they wanted to do to the home because it's not only do you have to go through the process of finding a home, you know, going through the process of finding one and then loving one and then going through the process of of getting one, you know, beating out other offers or so on. And then you have the house and then it's like, okay, now what are you going to do to it? So it's a very layered process. You know what I mean? There's a lots of steps and phases <laughs> to buying a home. And I got to tour it and see that. And so it got me thinking, and I'll, I'll talk more about like walking through and kind of our experience, like me, you know, like what I told her while I was touring it. It dawned on me. I was like, I so want to sit down and talk on the podcast about this and talk about like, just like my being through it twice and having friends go through it and kind of 
I give my friends this advice all the time and like just based on our own experience and everyone's gonna have a different experience, but I'm like, I want to sit down and just give like my best advice to first time home buyers and go through like some of the things that we experienced and just what I what we did right and maybe things that we did wrong and just maybe you can learn from, from us, you know? So I tore her house and she's talking through the ideas and their style is very different than mine. Her style is very, uh, I would say like coastal organic modern. She loves really natural tones, natural colors, very comfortable. She likes warmth. Her husband is very modern. He likes contrast and dark. Like he wanted a black kitchen and um, like really just like strong features, you know? And so they're really working on blending the two. And there's another layer of it is like every, when you buy a house, you've got a lot of people around you kind of giving their two cents too. And here I am giving my two cents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take my two cents with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, please, like, cause I try not to impress like upon like you, sh it's not a, you should do this. It's just, this is what we did. Maybe it can help you in the process. So they're really working on blending their two styles together with also outside influences, you know, like friends and family are going to have opinions and offer their advice and things. And so when you buy a house, you've got all this happening. You know, you've probably got like family members saying like, you need to do that. And did you do this? And did you check for that? And oh, what are you going to do with this? And asking you questions about like what would ha could happen like a year from now, you know, they haven't even thought about yet. I'm like, I just bought the house. Like I don't, I haven't thought about what I'm going to do in that one small patch of corner on my property. And like one step at a time. And that's what I kept having to remind myself of through the entire process of getting the mortgage for this house, it's just like one step at a time. And in 21 days, all this stress will be over and we can move on and I can like, you know, I can do it on my own. Like it's, oh, you just take one step at a time. You do one piece of paperwork at a time. You make one decision at a time. You make one phone call at a time to fix that one thing and you just keep chipping away at it. So we're touring the house and she she's had a lot of time to kind of think about the layout and it, how it's laid out. There's a, the kitchen is in this kind of the center of the house. It's, it's not, it, it's on these like enclosed walls. So it's literally sitting in the center and on one side is a, a bonus room, like a living room that's kind of tucked away. And then on the other side is a dining room, a small dining room. And on the other side is another like more formal living room. And then you've got like the entryway on the other. So that kind of surrounds the kitchen and it's like right in the center and it's fairly small and they cook. Like her husband is a foodie. He loves to experiment and cook. He needs a chef style kitchen. That's something that is like super, super, super important to them. And they also want an open floor plan. So they've been meeting with contractors on how to make this more open. And basically like the first conversation I had with her, she was like, I'm breaking down all the walls. That can be detrimental to you in some ways, you know? So I was really excited to see what she meant. I was really excited. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, cool. I mean, it's your house. Like, just remember, at the end of the day, this is your house. You want open concept? You want to break down some walls? Break down some walls. You know, oh, like, make sure you can, though. You know, like, like structurally, <laughs> why don't just go, like, breaking them down? But 
you know, like it's your house. If you want closed in malls, close them in, do whatever feels right for you. Because at the end of the day, you have to live there. That's how you're going to function and live in your own house. And you have to love it. It's kind of like my silver hardware that I tried to convince myself I was going to like in my kitchen. And no, I hated it. If I had to look at that silver hardware every day, I'd, I couldn't do it. So pivot when you don't like something because you have to live there. And so I was excited to see it in terms of like that, like she wanted to open the, open the walls up and they had been meeting with contractors and just getting the design ideas from the contractors. And I was a little weary of that. I was like, huh, I've never really thought now, granted there could be like a design team with, I don't know what kind of contractors she met with, but I know that the contractors that I'd work, I worked with, I would never let design my house. They are meant to do what I designed or do what I had an architect design. That wouldn't be some, that wouldn't mix in, but maybe there, it was like a design um, contractor kind of like situation. So I saw some of the early sketches and like what they wanted to do and it didn't flow. It, to me, it just didn't, it didn't work. There was a weird, awkward space and she wanted really, really wanted me to look at it to be like, what do I do? And so we came up with a new design. If you didn't see one of the vlogs, I'll leave it late for you. We, I was like, I have an idea. Let me sketch it for you. I literally got a, a paper towel. I tore a paper towel off and got a pen and I sketched I'm pretty good at like, I have like a home photographic memory. Like I can remember, like if you close my eyes right now, I can draw the floor plan of this room. Like every nook, like where every window is, where every little small wall, every plug, I like, it's, it's wild. I don't have a photographic memory in life. I guess, like in other things, but like for a house, I just like build the room in my brain and I can just like, it's insane. So when we got to our Airbnb on our girl's trip, I literally took a, a paper towel, put it down, drew it out, literally sketched the entire the entire house, that the whole section from the entry to the the bonus room that we're gonna turn into like a we. Look, listen to me. We yes, we. I will help every step of this way. I'm so in it. I'm so excited. The bonus room is going to come in like a dining room. They're going to open up the kitchen to the living area because they want that open flow and that open concept. And then to um, remedy like this weird spacing, I kind of like rearranged the kitchen and made a breakfast area because I feel like I was like, this is going to be so functional for you guys. You know, like it's so much more comfortable sitting at a breakfast table than a formal dining room table tucked away in another space, you know? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We ended up saving some of the walls and not breaking them all down to really utilize the wall space and more cabinetry in the kitchen. So overall, it all flowed. And when we were walking the property, uh, there was a couple of things that she had questions on. And there was 
not bef- it wasn't when they bought it and even after they closed it wasn't there but then now all of a sudden there was a water mark and a like a leak uh on in one of the ceilings and i got a i i went up and touched it and i was like okay it's it's not wet so it's not an active leak uh and so it's not plumbing and your pl- your water and everything isn't even turned on it hasn't been on this whole time and we just had a hurricane so you kind of put the the pieces together and you have a roof leak somewhere in the roof there's there's a leak um, and it just needs to be plugged. Could be a really simple issue, could be maybe a little more complex issue, but since it was just in that central area, like it's probably not a big deal. Um, but I was easily, I was quick and easy to tell her. I was like, you can get up there with a, I was like, get up there with a hose, put the hose up there, pour water on that area and see if it does it again. And if it does it again, you have a roof leak, but I'm pretty sure you have a roof leak. <laughs> you know, like just trying to decipher where the leak is coming from. And there's like, you know, like we looked at foundational things and stuff. So it got me thinking, it's like crazy how much I've learned just by experience alone, just by going through renovations, seeing and like kind of interacting with different tradesmen and contractors, seeing the process from the ground up. I have learned more by just doing that cottage than I ever would Googling something online and just like seeing it in real life is just it's just so fascinating to me and I don't realize it until things like that happen but I can think of maybe like six or seven things that I fixed at this house that have broken that I'm just I've just become very handy I've kind of become my papa in a sense you know when I was little my mom used to always say I'll give it to papa he'll fix it because he could just do everything I'm like kind of proud that I'm becoming my papa so to my point my advice for first-time home buyers: one, what we did right, and what I would highly recommend is finding a realtor you like that gets you. I have met tons of realtors that felt sleazy, felt salesy, felt just not, you know, because I, I don't know. It's just I didn't I didn't vibe with them, um, and they didn't get me and get what we were looking for. And the best way to find a realtor, in my experience, is at open houses. We found our realtor that helped us get this house at an open house that we just happened to go to. It was for a very high end, like like I would recommend finding a realtor at a very high price tagged place, <laughs> like high end, like luxury listing, um, because if they have been given the opportunity to sell a multi million dollar home they might, they probably could be trusted. So we did, we went to this, uh, open house and it it was ridiculous. I almost turned around and went back because I got so intimidated by the, uh, Lamborghini that was sitting in the driveway. I was like, oh my God, this is not for us. We have to go now. Abort, abort, abort. And then Romeo was like, let's just go in. It's an open house. I'm like, you're right. So we went in and she was the most down to earth, like caring, like she was just, she's amazing. So I actually want to have her come on. I've already asked her to come onto the podcast so she can give us her advice on everything. So please leave your questions below. 
anything that you have ever had and wanted, because I'll ask her anything, you know? I don't know if she'll answer everything, but I will ask her anything. So leave your questions below. Anything that you've ever wondered about realtors, working with realtors, buying a home, the process. But if you're watching the YouTube video, leave them in the comments and I can actually like jot them down and kind of build out the questions that I'm gonna ask her. Cause I have some questions of my own uh, for her that I wish I would have asked through the process. Uh, just it, circumstances that didn't happen to us, but I, just things that I'm curious about. So leave your questions. I cannot wait for that and stay tuned for that episode. Cause that's gonna be really, really cool to do. So definitely find a realtor that you like. Definitely find one that vibes with you they're going to send you everything, you know, like they're going to, you go through this like learning experience, like the realtors getting to know you, they're getting to know what kind of property you're looking for. Uh, you may gravitate towards something that you don't already know you like too. So they're not going to, they're going to give you pretty much everything. And every time something comes up on the MLS, which is their search uh, platform, what they actually use to see new listings is called the MLS. So they'll send you like these, you know, houses in your range. Obviously they'll be like, okay, what, what are you looking to spend? What, what area obviously, which brings me to my next thing is location. You can make a home just about anything you want it to be, but you can't pick it up and move it somewhere else. So location is so important. When we were looking for this one, well, obviously the, the cottage is very close to my parents. So location-wise, it had to be close to my parents in the same town. Uh, we, it was also kind of like centrally located in city center. So it's going to be worth a lot one day, hopefully. It's already worth a lot, but like, you know, like over time, it's in a great location. In, in California, when we were looking, it was really important for me to leave like the the really central city, like the area that we had our apartment in, I did not like anymore. And I was really ready to get more suburban where more families are, where you can have a family, where there's obviously things that you want to look for are schools. If you want to start a family or you have kids, that's a big one. I think that that's a natural one to look at, but we went even further. We would come to areas and just drive around we wanted to experience how we were going to live in that specific area. Where would we go grocery shopping? Where would we get gas? You know, where was it? Where would our our favorite places? Like we what our favorite coffee type? You know, like Alfred for me. Uh, like where is Alfred? Right there, very close. Where are the food places that we like? Or are there new food places? There's tons of great food by us. It's like, we're so excited. We have date night now on Thursdays so that we can experience new places every Thursday. So I'm really excited about that. So like, how would we live here, you know, and just really get to experience it? How will we drive home from this, into this area? What do we pass? What's the highways you would take to, to get here? You know, just things like that. So location, so important. Figure out how you're going to live there. And also just remember that you cannot pick up a house and move it somewhere else, but you can make a house what pretty much where whatever you want it to be. As long as the house has good bones, or if you've got the money to tear it down and build up from scratch, 
hey, more power to you. Another thing I always, always, always recommend is getting an inspection. They do not cost a lot. Before you commit, fully commit to buying a house, we, on this house, we had an inspection contingency. So we were gonna have someone, an inspect, which is set up by my realtor. Our realtor set up an inspection from her team, like who she uses all the time. Super nice. Everybody that I worked with, my realtor is awesome. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. Every person that I met through her, her contacts, awesome. She just, it was like a slam. It was, if, if you get the right realtor, it's, it's awesome. So I highly recommend getting an inspection. When you found a house that you're interested in and you're ready and you're ready to put it down and you have an offer and your offer is accepted, get an inspection because they don't cost a lot. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it was a few hundred dollars I can't remember. I know an appraisal was $700. I think the inspection was $500. It was less than the appraisal. Yeah, I think it was around $500. They literally will go through your property with a fine tooth comb and tell you every little thing that's wrong. This door is sticking. That plug is hot wired, meaning flipped, like it's positive and negative is switched around, which with today's appliances doesn't really matter, but it's good to know because I can switch them and make them right. Um, this little thing, uh, you know, there's just so much. They will go through anything and everything and give you a document, a PDF of everything that you can start focusing on. So for Romeo and I, we've just been taking it stage by stage and going through and fixing it. Like there's two plugs in our kitchen right now that are hot wired that I'll be changing with the, the makeover. So I'm just switching the positive and the negative, but like those little things we're just slowly crossing off our list so that we can, you know, actually make strides on making it, it, all better. And then you'll have a whole, trust me, after you've lived in a house, you're going to have some new things that happen to the house <laughs> that you won't know about <laughs> because they won't be on your inspection report. But highly recommend the inspection because we actually found a $20,000 sewer issue that the owners didn't know about, the previous owners didn't know about. It was a sewer line that they had, they had replaced all in the house uh, and all down to the property line. And what they used when they built this house in the 30s, at the time, the city was experimenting with cement drains. Well, naturally, cement is um, porous and it, like, you can you imagine everything that goes through your pipes and your sewer lines, um, it will erode and eat away at that concrete. So over time, they were like, oh, this is actually not a good material to use. This is bad. So what they do, they don't rip all of that out. They go in and they put a liner uh, in it. And so it protects, it keeps the concrete where it is, but it has a liner in it. So now that everything going down the sewer can pass. So the owners did not know that you were responsible as a homeowner to take care of everything from your property line to the center of the street. So there's this stretch that still needs to be taken care of that needs city permits and all this other stuff. So we found that during inspection, because we had a sewer inspection as well. So we had a general inspection, a sewer inspection, a termite came with the general inspection and a pool inspection because we have a pool. So we had all four of those uh, kind of wrapped into one fee. It wasn't quite a 20,000, was it 20? Now see, I'm blanking. It was tens of thousands, like it was, it was a high price. So we ended up getting a credit 
uh, on the sale of the house. Uh, so we got that money back so that we could pay for it because the homeowners didn't even know. Highly recommended inspection. But that comes when you've actually decided on a house and you have to pay for it. So for me, when we were touring the houses, every house that we would go in where I was even remotely interested, I would kind of do my own visual inspection. You know, looking out for major, major things. I would look out for cracks in the wall that were larger than a certain space because that could mean foundational issues. I was looking at like just the maintenance of the house, like how well it was taken care of, you know, were things like messed up and, and beaten up because that plays a lot into how a house was taken care of is going to play a lot into how long the house will last. Now, naturally our house has lasted since the thirties and you could just tell when you came onto the property that it was taken care of, that the people who lived here had a problem and fixed it. And that's major. And that's the houses that you really want to build, to, to have and buy because, you know, if they took care of it and you're going to take care of it, you know, you're going to get a lot more years um, forever, hopefully, out of it as long as you're going to take care of it. So we would do these little things. I would look around. I would test. I would look at the electrical kind of things. And that was all because I had learned so much from the cottage renovation. I had, had so much experience from doing that that it was like, how I can actually look at this place now and see it, you know, like not just see it, not just like, oh, it's a house, but actually see it. You know, I could look underneath the patio and these things. I could see how things were made. And um, so we knew going into the inspection, it was going to be pretty clean, you know? So I knew some things were like fine, like the back door sticks a little bit. It needs to be re like a little little movie, but like, it's fine. <laughs> like those things, fine. We were running through the inspection report. I was like, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Fine. That's easy. You know, so it was all really, really minor things. So always recommend an inspection for sure. And I would recommend, I know that like you can feel like you're wasting your realtor's time if you want to see more houses or the amount of houses that you want to see. Maybe I was, we'll ask her when she comes, did I waste your time <laughs> by making you show me all these homes. I didn't care. I wanted to find the home. I recommend, and my advice would be to look at everything. Look at everything. Go everywhere. Look in whatever area you think. Look at houses that you don't even dream of buying because maybe they're out of your price range. Look at areas that maybe like you could see yourself there, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Look at everything. If something sparks your interest, I recommend looking at it. And you don't have to always go with your realtor. Um, we would go, well, if I was going to go to a private showing, like if I wanted to see a house that didn't have an open house, I would say, I would, I would text my realtor and be like, Hey, like I want to see this house next when we go on these rounds or when can you get me in to see this one? She would also send me ones from the MLS to look at, and I would kind of favorite them, the ones that I kind of like, and she would set up showings. Uh, every time that I was back in town, she would set up showings. So we naturally went to a lot of them, and she was all for it. And I think most realtors will be. 
And we didn't wait for her all the time. Sometimes uh, we were in town just for, maybe I was in town for a short period of time and it was a weekend and most open houses around this area or maybe everywhere are on Sundays. I'd go. There was an open house. I still do it. I haven't in a while because Romeo was like, no, <laughs> you're not need to look at houses. But I want to start looking at houses for like what they put in them. You know, like there's their new appliances. I love to just see like the, the newer builds because I want to see what they're kind of like putting in design wise and like layouts and things. It's just informational for me. And it's an open house. And anyone that says that I could be wasting someone's time. I think I saw a comment like that one time. They're like, you're wasting someone their time by going to an open house. No, you're not. It's an open house. Literally, no one talks to you. Most of them don't. Like you're you're with like tons of other people. They put a sign on every street corner saying, basically it should say, please come. I'm not wasting anybody's time at all. And neither are you. So go to the open houses just to get a feel for what's out there. Spend a day with, I think it's fun. I love it. So like, don't get me started. Go, go do it. Go to every single one of them. And then you will have a better sense of what's out there. And you will also feel better about the decision that you're making on which one that you love. Because I know my friends, when they were looking to, they saw a lot, everything from condos and townhouses to single family homes. They looked at all of them and they started looking early, like during kind of like the pandemic age. And they, they even thought about moving like to another, it, it was a lot, like they've been looking for a while and they finally found their dream home. So definitely. Also, I cringe every time I see an HOA. So an HOA is a homeowners association. Uh, my parents have one. Uh, they're in a, a community that has a homeowners association, which means you pay dues to the association to upkeep whatever it may be. It could be roads. It could be a, a variety of things. You could have like um, parks and like communal areas, like maybe like a, a a community pool. Like I know I grew up in the South of Houston and we had a lot of planned communities and all of them were HOAs. Some, some areas have it a lot more than others. LA doesn't have very many of those. Um, we don't, you know, it's a little bit unheard of to have an HOA, but you could in certain areas, but not really here, but in Southwest Houston, like, like where I, where I grew up, you, it's like every, every town, every, every little pocket is, is a planned community. So you have like a pool and a clubhouse and courts that you can go work out. So you kind of pay for all of those amenities through your homeowners association. So those are extra fees that you have every month or maybe on a yearly basis. So I cringe every time I see that. So I always make sure when you're looking on Zillow and you're looking for homes, always read the description, especially when you want to know what you're getting into in terms of like taxes and things after the fact. You want to make sure if you have an HOA, you're in a planned community and you're in an association community that you need to know how much that's going to add to your like kind of like your monthly mortgage every month. That's an extra due. That's an extra fee. That's pretty much all my advice for like what happens before and when you get the house. It's like, okay, here's how to find one. <laughs> Here's what to look for. Here's what to do. And then let's say you're doing the inspection, you get the house, you close escrow. I closed escrow on the cottage and was like, okay, now what? Like, 
it feels surreal to have the keys be yours for some reason. Like it's like, oh, there's no one around. It's just me. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, it's just, it's ours now. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> like it, it, it takes a minute. And one thing that I did that's actually very embarrassing, and no one knows this. You guys, well, now the world will know because I'm about to tell you, but it'll just be, you know, between us. <laughs> For the first two months, I'm not kidding. It had to have been at least been two months after I bought the cottage and I started working on it. We had had some things delivered to the property, like a, a big dumpster so that we could start demo and things like that. And we had trash cans uh, that came with the house, you know, like it, it was just the trash cans were there. I would put a trash bag in the trash can and I would bring the trash to the street and every week they wouldn't pick it up. And I'm like, that's super weird. Why are they not picking it up? It doesn't make any sense to me. Why are they not picking up my trash? And so whatever, they wouldn't pick it up. So I would just dump it in the big dumpster. I thought maybe like, I, for a while I was like, maybe they're thinking I'm ridiculous. They don't want to pick it up because they're like, you have a dumpster, just put it in there. I went through all the things and then realized, I think I may have asked my dad kind of side, like I didn't want to admit that I was doing, I'm like some, doing something wrong, but I was like kind of asking him. Oh no, you have to call and set it up and call. Of course you do. Well, now that makes sense to me. But in the moment, I'm like, I was doing these really kind of mindless things. I was like, well, I have a trash can. Is that not something? You just don't think about it. And every state and every city is going to be completely different on how they deal with it. Like in LA, you kind of get, you, you're with like LADWP, Department of Water and Power, you know, and then you have, that's all included. So you turn one thing on and like all of these other things happen and then you have your gas, right? So those are the really the only two that you've got. In Texas, in that town, you have multiple, everything's kind of separate. So water and trash and gas are and power, are all different, different payments. So how was I supposed to know I've always rented? So I kept putting the trash can every week out, 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 out. I'm like, okay, McKenna, something's wrong. So I called, set it up and it was all fine after that. But no one's really around to tell you these things that there's so many things that you have to set up afterwards or change into your name. What I really liked about uh, buying in LA, I guess it just comes with like the LA treatment or like the California treatment is that my realtor, their agency actually took care of switching everything over into my name, which was so nice. I mean, they, cause there's no communication between you and the seller, right? So you don't ever talk or communicate. Um, but their, you know, all of the, the power and the water and the, everything was in their name before, and they have all of their information. So they transfer it into your name and then the bill just starts to come to you. And it's so easy. So they actually took care of that for me, but no one tells you like these other things that you have to do once you get here. Uh, and once you're in, you know, so it's definitely a learning curve with every house. I felt like we went through this phase of me just understanding how everything worked. It took us at least three months to understand the pool. I I'd never had a pool before. I didn't understand levels or cleaning or how it worked or what I needed. We had a pool guy that would come, but we have so much green that leaves we get in the pool every day. And it really took, it was a really big learning curve where we have to clean it. It's a lot of maintenance, actually. We have to clean it every morning. It's a lot. I mean, I say a lot. I say, okay, in the morning, 
when I after I make my coffee, Romeo and I are go out there and we'll skim the leaves off the top and we'll turn on Henry, our little vacuum, and that we will call it a day. It's really not a lot of work, but it's a part of our routine now that we have to do that. That took us three months to learn. Uh, we have so much mature green at the house, like for our landscaping, that takes maintenance and care. We have a gardener and a pool guy that come every week, um, but you know, it needs like my roses. I was finding that if it just got his attention, they weren't blooming all season continuously. So I go out there every few days and I prune back the, the heads that have died off and I continue like, so I'm learning and I enjoy it. So I'm learning all about this stuff. So those are just two things. We also had to get, uh, we also had subterranean termites right after we moved in. We didn't have any termite damage or any active termites when we did the inspection, which was great. Um, but then all of a sudden we saw these subterranean termites come up like right around our fireplace and I freaked and had someone out here immediately. We had to treat the whole property. That was the definite expense. It was a few like like over a thousand dollars to treat the property, which is wild. Not wild. I, I get my, I mean, I called my brother instantly and was like, how much am I expecting to pay for this? Like he's, he has a pest control company. So, um, we had to do that. It just, it takes some time and you just take it one day at a time. My friend was on the phone, like the water wasn't turned on. She was like, I don't know, I have to call the water company. So she's at the Airbnb calling the water company. I turned this on. Why isn't it on? They were going to have to send someone over. You just take, you find a problem or you find something. You're like, I don't know what to do about this. What is it? You Google it or you call somebody and, and you work on it and you get it. But it's so easy to be overwhelmed by it all because when you buy a house, it does feel like you've just like brought on a whole job. It's like a whole job in and of itself. It's needs constant, like something constantly something it's it's just it's so new and there's so many things to do with it and then it all calms down and then you just live and it's good yeah so just know that it's it's going to be a lot of work in the beginning it's going to be a lot of conversations there's going to be a lot of people involved you know like it's it's a lot and then a couple months goes by or not even and you just everything calms down and it's yours you know, cause there's just, Romeo told me it was just yesterday. He was on TikTok or something and he scrolled to like landlord nightmares. Like these people had these stories about land, like crazy landlords on TikTok. And he was like, I'm so glad we don't have, now we didn't have a nightmare landlord at all. I don't think we've ever had a nightmare landlord. So we didn't ever have that problem, but um, he goes, I'm just so glad we don't have a landlord because it's still just a sense that you're in someone else's space. And especially for someone like me that likes to design and decorate and do things with their space, it was really difficult uh, to do those things, obviously. Uh, although he let me pretty much, he was perfect. He let me pretty much do whatever I wanted, uh, but it's still just not yours. And it's someplace that is temporary that you will leave eventually. So for me, I never wanted to put a lot of money into it or a lot of energy because it wasn't going to last forever. So why spend the money? So it was like a little bit of a struggle, but that is what I would recommend for first time home buyers. It's a process. It's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's can be very stressful, but it's like, if, and I, and I don't like, I'm still in this phase. Like I do not want to go through that process in, at any point, anytime soon. Like I want it to be very far in the future. And I, you, someone's going to have to like literally, literally drag me from this house because I love it so much. 
But I feel that way because I know that we made the right decision. We had a great realtor. We found the perfect property that we feel so confident in that I love it. I could feel like this would be our forever, forever home. It would only not be our forever home if we like just crazily grew out of it. You know, like that, I feel like that would be the only stress. And I feel like the only downfall to this property is the lack of sunlight at certain times of day. Like when it goes past our tree, we're incredibly private. So with privacy comes tall trees and with tall trees comes block sunlight. So it's kind of like, you know, like it's a give and take, but I feel like that's literally the only downfall. I absolutely love the location. I absolutely love the home itself. I absolutely love what we're doing about it and what we are going to do inside of it in terms of like renovations and makeovers. It's a blast. Oh, there's nothing like owning your own home. So I hope this was informative. I'm so excited for my best friends that just bought their own home. If you are on your journey now and you've just recently bought a new home or you're looking to and you're going to start the process, like I hope this was helpful. I'm so excited for you. This that's It's an incredible, incredible feeling and accomplishment and like all the things. So like that's so, so cool. Definitely let me know what your questions are for my realtor so that we can ask her. It could be anything. It could be something like that you're you're embarrassed to ask, you know, like totally I will ask her. <laughs> I will make a list and we'll just run through them. Um, I'll, I'll send them to her so she can prepare. <laughs> uh, she is great. You will love her. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the uh, notification button if you're following along on the YouTube channel. If you're following and you're listening on the go, don't forget to um, follow along. Hit the little, I don't know what kind of icon it is, wherever you listen to your podcast, but don't forget to follow along. And please give a review. That's It helps the channel so, so much and helps the, the podcast so, so much. So definitely re- leave a review. Um, I would also love to hear from you guys and what you want to hear. So definitely let me know. And I will see you guys very, very soon soon. Very soon. Bye guys.